Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. I told you that little woman would get me every day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for another opportunity to come and to worship you and come to wish you, you in spirit and in truth. Master, we ask that you bless the teacher, bless the student, let us all be recipients of your word and let us get an understanding of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we in deep ways hand now. The Apostle Paul, uh, best known as the prophet uh, apostle to the Gentiles, and he went to Corinth and established a church. And um, of course, he, in his many travels, he had to leave many times. And it seemed that after he left Corinth, uh, the believers started having problems. And they were guilty of contention and strife and suspicion and jealousies, envies and strife and and pride and boasting, all of which were inconsistent with love. So Paul endeavors to correct these sinful behavior by showing them a more excellent way, which is what this lesson is about, a more excellent way, which is the way of love. Uh, so he wanted to illustrate to them um, the nation excellent and empowered of love above all other forms of uh, behavior. So Paul uh, wrote uh, this chapter in which he explains about how love is the most important part of dealing with uh, different situations. And, and many of the problem they had was because not so much because they were not educated or they were not uh, uh, had any any major faults other than that they were letting their pride and and and, and boasting and, and behavior get in the way of them process progressing as a church. So Paul says, "Do I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity?" I've become a sign and bride and a tingling symbols. And what Paul is talking about in this lesson is, is many times uh, uh, puts in mind of him, because he says into the Corinthians, if he speaks uh, the language of all people and that of God, of angels, without love, it will amount to nothing but noise. And Paul could speak several languages. He was a well-educated man. He also could speak in tongues. But he says to them, it would be valueless, empty, hollow, vain, without vanity, having the ability to speak all these languages. Uh, even if he could speak uh, the language of heavenly and earthly, without love, it, it, it would mean nothing. Uh, it has no value whatsoever. Therefore, we would not add anything to anyone spiritually. So you can have all these abilities, but if you don't have love in it, it doesn't 
really mean anything. It, it love has that special ingredients that that uh you know, that cake that, that mom made that, that said what makes yours taste so much better than the rest and said, Well, I just add a little love. Well, it's that love that that, that makes uh, all these things come together. And then he says, Do I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and do I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity? I am nothing. And here Paul speaks of having the ability to understand the mysteries of religion, uh, the things that God had not revealed in the past, the things that were not explained in the Old Testament. And when you think about the Old Testament, there was a lot of uh, mysteries concealed. And even the, the fact of uh, salvation, was concealed in the Old Testament. It's revealed in the New Testament with Jesus Christ. But in the Old Testament, many of the prophets is prophesying about it. Uh, Isaiah speaks about John the Baptist and, and the coming of Christ. Um, other prophets do also. But it's, it's revealed in the Old, uh, concealed in the Old Testament. But it's revealed in the New Testament. And Paul says uh, all those uh, uh, prophecies of the Old Testament, all the religious uh, understanding, the meaning of the types of symbols and obscure portions of God uh, had for redemption. And if he had the faith that he could uh, perform miracles, if these things were done without love, uh, they would uh, leave us without value and unsaved. So all those things still mean nothing. None of these abilities could draw us into a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we understand that, that, that we can be ever so wise. We've been to the moon. We, we we got cars that can talk to us. We got cars that we can program to go different places. Uh, uh, seen on TV, we would have had a truck that, that uh, they're programming to deliver to uh, different parts of the country without a driver. It, it, it can be programmed to go and do that. Uh, we can go to the bottom of the sea and then submarine. But Paul says all these things, is, all this knowledge that we have, if it does, if we don't uh, include Jesus Christ, who is love, and 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 follow His teaching, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, all of our human achievement could not bring uh, us one step closer to heaven, where the saved will live in peace with our Lord uh, forever. So. It means nothing. In verse 3, he says, And though I bestow all my good to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profits me nothing. And bestowing, and the, the Greek speaks of uh, breaking off a portion. Uh, in other words, if he gave some uh, quite a bit of what he had to, to, to feed the poor. And, 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 and when he talks about giving one body to be burned, that, that's speaking of... Uh, laying down your life in a, in a most painful manner for something. Uh, Paul declared that if these things were done without love, it would have profit to no one. And I know it's, but Jesus laid down his life. But Jesus laid down his life because of love. God uh, sent his only begotten son that whoever so believed in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. But the point in that verse is that God loved us. And Jesus loved us that he made the sacrifice for us. So none of these acts were connected with receiving salvation if we, if we did it for the wrong reason and not because of love. 
And therefore, it would be pointless, valuable, unprofitable, vain, and without any power to save us. The verses are teaching us that no one has to be proficient in languages. You don't have to have an understanding of all the mysteries of religion. We don't have to make extreme sacrifices to to possess any kind of excellence. If we obtain love, live in love, interact with others in love, and excel in in the excellence of love, and lift up a level above all these things of endowment, and we put love in everything that we do, uh, then we are practicing what Jesus asked us to do. But without love, all these things that we're doing has no value. Uh, so many times we 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 think about uh, somebody that's rich, and then he says he has no one to share it with because he has nobody to love, and so it doesn't have any meaning to it. So all the things, but somebody that 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 barely making enough to to uh, uh, support a family that loves him has more uh, peace. And understanding about the world than, than this rich man who who is has nothing new but has nothing but money. So Paul said you have to have love involved in everything that we do. That gives us a reason for being. And then he goes on, on, into um, explaining the characteristics of love, and and he tells how, what love is really like. He says charity suffers long and is kind. Charity envies not itself. Charity vanishes not itself and is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, think no evil, rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice in truth, bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. And in, in these verses, Paul is talking about the nature of love. And the nature of anything is that which causes it to act the way it's acted. And Paul then uh, goes to illustrate uh, love, to show how love is to regulate our, our conduct toward others. The way the people at Corinthians were behaving was without uh, any of these uh, acts of uh, nature of love in the way they were behaving. Their love toward God and one another fell far short of what Christians we're to behave toward God and one another. And so sometimes when we, we wonder uh, uh, why maybe somebody that, that uh, don't come to church or somebody doesn't have faith in the church, and it's because sometimes we behave uh, more like the world than we do as Christians. And Paul wanted them to know that you want, you want to encourage others to come. You need to behave uh, in a Christian-like manner. They were falling short of how they or how they were, were to treat each other. They were rude in their response to one another, continually looking for finding unnecessary and unsustainable faults with each other. Uh, they were uh, just they were did repeatedly. So Paul says, "I'm going to illustrate to you a, a more perfect way." Uh, and he and he goes on to say, uh, "Paul tells them that love is kind." And, and that means that love is good, nature is gentle, affectionate, and, and 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 kindness of love, which have good wishes for others. It tells them that the kindness of love is the opposite of hatred. 
Hatred prompts harshness, severity, unkindness, and uh, expression, anger, and a desire for revenge. Paul then tells them that love envies not. That means that love does not desire what others have for themselves without the others having anything of it for himself. In other words, we, we, we're not envy of everything somebody else has. It says that love rejoices in good fortunes of others and in delight in the welfare of others. It teaches us then that love vanishes not. And this means that love does not boast or brag or go about saying, look at what I've done. Love does not seek validation in the eyes of others. Paul informed them that love is not puffed up. It means that love does not uh, inflate uh, itself with pride, self-esteem, and vanity. And then he says to them, love does not behave itself unseemly. It means that love does not behave improperly and disgracefully. It tells them that love seeketh not her own. It means that Love is not self-serving. Uh, it does not act selflessly. In other words, love is, is helping other people. Then he says that love is not easily provoked. It means that love is not easily aroused or to anger or, or easily pushed into an act of rage. Uh, uh, love is, is patient. He says, Paul reminds them that love thinks no evil. That means that love does not... Uh, charge or impute to a man any evil intention. He tells them that love uh, reminds them that uh, love rejoices not in iniquity. And that means that love does not rejoice in the vices of others or delight itself with others that are found in guilty or criminal and, and are fallen to sin. In other words, where it ain't, ain't the type love does not go out looking for. Look what happened to this person. Look what the uh, look what so-and-so have done, and and, and and I'm going to bring it to light so everybody can see it. Love is not does not rejoice in that kind of thing. Uh, love is a more gentle thing. Paul said that love rejoices in truth. It means that, that the love uh, does not get in uh, iniquity, uh, but means that everything that's virtue and pity and goodness, uh, love would have a pity for somebody that got into that kind of situation. Uh, Paul uh, il uh, goes on to illustrate uh, the set of Corinthians that love bears all things. This means that love covers, hides, conceals, and does not make known the faults of others uh, nor itself. In other words, love can cover a multitude of problems. Uh, he stresses that love does not look for opportunity to expose the sins of others. But in other words, uh, love would be praying for the other person that they overcome whatever problem they're in, not trying to expose them and uh, 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 bring whatever they're doing to the light. Uh, it also says that love says that love hopes all things. This means that love that that love hopes that all things will turn out well. In other words, we ain't looking for the bad side of things. We're hoping that things will, will turn out right. In the darkest and fearless of circumstance, love sees the future that clarity and clearness will firmly it'll overcome whatever we're dealing with. And then it says love endures all things. That means that love bears up under the strain and pain or hardships of 
we encounter in our lives. So we're going to go through some things. Uh, you often hear a old married couple that's been married for a long time say, we've been through some stuff. And, and, and it's because of the love that you have for each other that you've able to go through them things. Uh, one of the mistakes that I think young people make so many times is that everything's going to be a happy, uh, friendly, good, good, Good lucky day. Every day is gonna be that way. But 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 Paul is telling you that when those bad days come, it's the love that helps you get through. Uh get uh get you through the rough time. Uh keeps in mind and, and bears up the heavy load uh that we're going through. Knowing that uh God don't put on us more than we can bear. God is helping us get through these things. So he is our aiding and empowering us to bear those heavy loads. So then Paul switches things up a little bit and, and talks about uh, how love surpasses all uh, these other things. He says, charity uh, uh, never faded, but when where there be prophecy, they shall fail. Where there be tongue, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we in, uh, know in part and we prophesize in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part should be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. But now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but shall know even as I also am known. And now about it, faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. When Paul begins to show the Corinthian believer that love is superior to all the gifts that that, that that we can try to master, when we try to master language and uh, obtain knowledge and, and uh, uh, do all these things, that, that eventually it's going to fail. Paul warns them uh, by saying that whether they'll be profited, they shall fail. This means the gift of prophecy to the extent of speaking uh, in the present and future ages of having the ability to speak publicly, the edification of the body of Christ, if uh, will fail after a while. We don't have prophets now because what they were prophesying in the Old Testament has came true. Uh, we have one book in the New Testament of prophecy, and that's the book of uh, Revelation. But the rest of them is not about prophecy. So Paul is telling them that uh, uh, that even prophecy, it won't be needed in it. Paul discouraged it further by saying, for we know in part, it means that the knowledge we know uh, is not perfect here on, on earth. Uh, we're going to know the real knowledge when we when we get to heaven. For we prophecy in part, it means that the prophet gift we have in this life is imperfection. It's not what's going to happen in the future. But when we that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Uh, this means that everything, anything perfect uh, is seen or enjoyed, and that which is imperfect is forgotten and laid aside or vanishes. So so we see uh, the difference in, in, in what's going to hold up and what's not going to hold up. So he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Here Paul compares the difference between what a child knows, understands, and his ability uh, 
to a grasp to a, a grown person who is able to command and, and speak and understand things more clearly. Paul alludes to our time in heaven and says it would be different for us there than it is here. Uh, the comparison is made uh, to parallel our earthly skills, ability, and performance as a man with our childhood. Paul tells them, for, for now we see through a glass darkly. This is to illustrate that what we're seeing right now and the knowledge we have right now is going to be uh, clarified. When we when you look through a glass, you, you don't see things clearly. Uh, Paul's saying that when we get to heaven, we'll, we'll, we'll see things in a more clearly aspect. In other words, what we understand about uh, life here is only part of what it really is. So we don't never get to full faith, uh, understanding. He says, now nah, I said, but then it refers to the future revelation in heaven. Face to face is speaking of us seeing clearly and without obscurity when we get to heaven. It also means that we will see the, the faces uh, of, of all the rest that's, that of us that's in heaven. The apostle said, now I know in part. It means that our knowledge here is imperfect. Next he says that then shall I know. It means that his knowledge will be clearer and distinct. There will be no longer for incomplete knowledge. We understand. That does not mean that we'll know what God knows when we get to heaven, but we'll have a clearer understanding. Uh, we'll know more what God is like, but we won't know. We won't know as much about God as God knows about us, but we'll have a, a clearer understanding. Uh, Paul concludes uh, uh, by saying that uh, we now abide faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. It is because love is more important in value. Its existence is wider influence and it overcomes evil. It is the greatest principle which binds God and his creatures. In other words, God so loved us that he does all these things for us from creation to our salvation. It is love that ties us all together. Faith and hope pertains to individuals while love pertains to society. In conclusion, I would say that love that never fails teaches us about the nature of love, the excellence of love, and the power of love. Love is to be our highest and greatest pursuit, or in it. All other embeddements rely on this significant value in practice. Um, I'm going to say that something that this lesson teaches is that God will help us know that love is the greatest power we can acquire for governing our personal lives, our relationship with others, and that it is the supreme source of all our activity. Without it, we will not benefit spiritually, personally, nor with others. In the home, in the church, in our society, nor with God, we must seek the greatest gift, which is love. Amen. 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 from anyone. teacher in class. Good evening. On Good evening. Uh, 
when I was a child, I speak as a child, but when I was a man, I put away childish things. Um, I think, and it's just, I feel like um, being a child, um, being um, a newcomer, I'm going to say it like that, a newcomer. When you first come to Christ, you mm-hmm. you growing, you learning. Right. That old saying, you when you know better, you do better. So when you growing in Christ, there's things that you you growing and you learning. So when you grow up and become a man, you growing in the spirit. So things that you didn't know then, as a a, a newcomer to Christ. You knowing as you growing and learning, you you tend to do better. I'm use myself for an example. When I strayed away from the church, I felt like you know I, I got all I needed when I was coming up, so I didn't need no more. I had enough to carry me on into my adult life, so I just didn't need any more. But as I got out in the world, I I saw that you know what. I need to find my way back to the church because I, it was a whole lot that, you know, I needed that I was missing. So I found my way back to God and I thank God that I did. So, you know, when you know better, you do better. And that's a growing process. And the only way that you can grow, you got to continue to have that love in your heart. And the only way to keep that love in your heart, you got to continue to grow. Anything that don't grow, will die. So if you're not growing, it, it, you're going to wither and die. Not saying physically die, but spiritually you're going to die in spirit. So, you know, you got to have the love of Christ on the inside in order to continue to grow. And when you're growing, you're going to do better. The things that you used to do, you're not going to have the desire to do that anymore if it's not, you know, Christ-like. So we have to keep the love of Christ on the inside in order to continue to grow. Yeah, I I I, I, I agree with what you say, and and when I read that, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I think about Paul is telling them, y'all behaving like children, and that if you watch little children play, I watch my little grandson and 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 uh, granddaughters play. It's like that's mine. Uh, I had it first. Uh, I, uh, I want control of this. I want to do this, and, and that's the way the church at Corinth was behaving. They was behaving like children in politics. Uh, when you are you a child, you act like that. But when you get grown, you ought to know better than to behave like that. Yeah, you ought, you ought to. You ought, you ought to have a. A, a better understanding that you don't have to act like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, now you know better as you grow and and as you said, like you said, as you grow uh, spiritually, you you ought to you ought to change the way you behave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody one day and 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 we was talking about difference in uh, the way families are now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we both agreed on was, and I don't know, I guess each family is different, but uh, I grew up in a large family 
but you know it wasn't about uh, uh my uncles and and and, and aunties and and so forth were all they were all working together now you didn't hear as much people sit like they do now every now everybody just we just love everybody to death every time you turn i love you i love you i love you i love you and they didn't say that that much then but in any time anybody got in trouble everybody was there to help them and and so they didn't say love but they practiced love Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah they showed love so i i think that's one other thing paul was trying to get them to i don't know what he said i love you back in them days or not but uh he was i uh i think he was trying to get them to practice showing love for each other Uh, and i i think that's many times more important than, than than saying it so much because if you practice it you don't have to say it uh it ain't gonna hurt for you to say it i don't guess but you don't you don't have to say it as much if you practice it. people would see it anyway or they ought to see it i don't know some people might be a little ungrateful and won't see it but most people i think will see it yes 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 love is an action word yeah, sure. That's right. Uh, this lesson is, is very current in the evening today. You know, we, we see that that Paul is brother's Chris, and Paul was telling him, like he was saying, not to act like children. And Jesus had to have that same conversation with the disciples at the Last Supper. As soon as he told him he was leaving. They start acting like children, who's gonna be the best, number one, who's gonna be the greatest. And he had to admonish them and say, little children, huh. y'all need to love one another. In fact, I'm gonna give you a new commandment because y'all don't know how to love, love yourselves. I'm gonna give you a new commandment that y'all love one another. And your example is gonna huh. be me. How I love you is how you need to love one another. Huh. And it's, 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 it's astonishing that even later on, Paul still had to have that same conversation. These are church folks. These are not people outside the church. These are church folks. He had to have that conversation. And every meeting, we got to have that conversation done. Every finance meeting, we got to have that conversation done. <laughs> Stop acting like children. We need to love one another. Yeah. Brother Peter, this, this this is a wonderful lesson because you really broke it down uh, within the, but it always reminds of the fruit of the and this is just as in, in the last part of the scripture is um uh, uh, by faith hope. Let's see So, love is the greatest. You wanna, you're going to love. You're going to be kind. You're going to be gentle. All those aspects, the fruit of the spirit, you know. You're going to do those things because you have love in your heart. And also, if you think about it, and I always talk about this, 
you know, patience is something that I know I have to really out. But you know what? If I continue, love the Lord will help me.
we talk about it all the time, and I, I, I think sometimes I get the understanding that we all sometimes say, well, man, I'm trying to love you. I, well, I, I, I guess I love you. But I tell you, you shouldn't guess because Christ died for all of us. All of us are some sinners saved by the grace of God. And Paul was sharing with us in this lesson that uh, we as Christians got to show love. Uh, we don't have to uh, talk it, put no sign on our back, just show it. Our actions speak louder, should speak louder than words. And uh, and I need to share this here with you and I'll leave you alone. All of these things that Paul was sharing with us were spiritually. And uh, a lot of times we say, well, uh, I think this, I think that, but Paul had uh, some security. Paul had something to bag him up, that he he's a witness, that he's uh, a testimony that how God loves. And uh, we can we all are testimony how God loves because I know we done did something yesterday, just today, uh, just a few hours ago, and God still loves us. He still saves us. He still allows another opportunity. And she allowed us to get it right with him. And so, and I guarantee you, some of us have thought wrong today. Uh, it, it too much today, that's sin. And, but yet, have we asked the Lord to forgive us. So we thank God for his love that he died, that we all may have a right to the tree of life. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? All right, Chris. Yeah, another song came playing to me. Uh, love lifted me when nothing else could help. So love lifted me when nothing else could help. Um, to uh, church family, I have I received another call from uh, Pastor Ingram on last night. Uh, Pastor Ingram wanted me to uh, let us know. Uh, that uh, it, it would be on the 28th of this month, uh, they would do another food drive. Uh, so if you desire, uh, we desire, he's told me to let us know. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, I thank God for the blessings. So uh, uh, it will be again uh, October the 28th. So uh, he told me to let us know again. So uh, that is another food drive. Uh, also, uh, I need you to be in prayer for one of my, I can say, father in the ministry. And I thank God. And I thought about this lesson and not only this. And y'all know I have been raised by a lot of older preachers. And Pastor, uh, Pastor Harry Monroe, one that took me up under the wings and I did. Uh, revivals for him in Louisiana. They do five nights revival. I did uh, several revivals for him. Um, he uh, left this walk of life on last night. Uh, so we asked me to pray for him, uh, his family. Uh, great gentleman. Uh, uh, shared with me a lot, taught me a lot. And uh, so we just asked you to pray for them because like uh, Paul uh, taught Timothy. He taught me. So I don't care how much we go to school. I don't care how much we get in the books. 
Amen. Thank God for some common uh, knowledge. Amen. 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 And some love. Amen. And uh, the older preacher said, a young whippersnapper. Thank God that he took me up under his wings and showed me some light. Amen. And I need to tell you, he was some preacher. So I ask you to pray for the Monroe family. Uh, they had not said the funeral yet. I talked with another pastor on today. So just pray for the family, if you will. Uh, now on the end, well, let's pray for everybody because we all are standing in need of prayer. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, Way, you have anything else? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Uh, is Deacon King, you have anything? Deacon King on tonight? Amen. Where we? Amen. I don't have nothing to say. It's just a nice message. Amen. Thank you, Deacon. Amen. Again, we thank God for all of you uh, that are on this line on tonight. Amen. Just continue to pray because prayer will get us through. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Amen. Thank God for all of you that are on this line. May God bless you. May God keep you. If uh, there's nothing else, we will reconvene uh, on Sunday morning at the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, we ask that you, amen, come on the line praying that Jesus, amen, will have his way with us on Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Uh, I, I forgot, uh, you know, Sister, Sister Mary Roberts, uh, you know, every time there is like a, a church anniversary or something, she always contributes to Walnut Grove Baptist Church. Every year, you know, she is also a member of Mount Florence in Texas. And she had asked me to ask for donations because the members at her church, you know, they uh, get donations for their homecoming. So she had asked me to ask if anyone wanted to contribute to um, their homecoming celebration. If so, um, just. Um, talk to me, and she will be here this weekend. So, oh, wow. um, one desire to contribute to, uh, I mean, I know she would appreciate it. Amen. So that'll be this coming weekend? It's not the same. It's, it's coming up soon, but she will be here this weekend. Okay, okay, okay. All right. That's <laughs> Yes, sir. This is uh, Anthony. I was um, so in, lately, I guess, in Carthage, there's been a, a young man that I guess has, uh, hmm? has liver cancer. And I know that uh, he's 10 years old and the family, I think, has taken donations and was wondering if the church is okay with it, if we uh, consider or the finance committee consider uh, making a donation on behalf of the church to support his medical costs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, know. I mean, I, I don't have nothing uh, against that. Uh, we have, since we have our deacons online, uh, the uh, deacon staff, y'all have any objection? I, I mean, because we're happy we just talked about love. And then also, if we can write a uh, check, if we need to write a special check to the church, and then it go on behalf of the church to the family. Okay, uh, we got uh, both our deacons on the line. Can I hear from you all? 
no objection. Uh, yeah, I said we should we can make a donation. Uh, I uh, had to talk to Sister Bertrand about how we standing, and we, we'll try to do something by Sunday. All right, all right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Was a she went to school with us, so uh, I know her, and she's she's also a family member. So. All right. Amen. Oh, we yeah. gonna we'll definitely lift her up in prayer. Amen. Because we know he's a healer. Amen. We know, and I come to reality in our praying. Uh, whatever God's will, it will be done. So if by yeah. chance they'll get healed on this side, definitely we we'll get healed on the other side. So we just let yeah. God's will be done. Amen. Thank you, uh, Anthony, for the answer. Thank all y'all for that, for deacons. Amen. Anything else drawn to our attention? I want to say to Sister King, thank you for your contribution to the uh, gravy. I think it was gravy, right? Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. 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 God bless you. God keep you. If there's nothing else drawn to our attention, let us go close and go to the Lord in prayer. Eternal Master, we thank you again for this word. We thank you for the love that you show within this lesson. We thank you that we had to uh, show love, just not only talk love, but show love. Master, we ask in the name of Jesus that you look upon this young lady, uh, this person that has liver cancer. We know that you're a healer. We know that you is a provider. Master, we ask in the name of Jesus that you touch your body in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all thy wonderful family. We ask you blessings and keep us. Now may the grace of God, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide one. Hence not answer more. Shall we all say, Amen. 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 Ma'am. It's a child. Oh, it's a child. Okay. Amen. So we're still praying for Amen. Whoever it may be. Thank you, Sister Barnes. Thank you. Amen. 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 God bless you. God keep you. We love all of you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Anthony, for bringing that up. Amen. No problem. God bless y'all. God bless y'all, too. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.